I am thine, O Lord, I have heard thy voice, and it told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith, and be closer drawn to thee. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Consider it a moment of weakness. We've let Cameron back in front of a microphone. Hi. We have let her out of the kitchen. Yep. She has survived the wiles of the grocery stores. Yes, I have. I have provided for my family another week. Amongst the (laughs) midst of the dun-dun-dun Delta variant, 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 variant. Because we're all going (laughs) to die now because it is on the loose, right? Let it out. Exactly. So we are here. It is time to look at the last few weeks that were because... There is so much insanity going on that I can't sum it up at one week at a time. So we're so far behind, it's not even funny. Oh, wow. But it's still worth the effort. So we are here this week to tell you that when everything is evil, nothing really is. Yeah, you're right. Of course I'm right. I'm me. Of course you are. (laughs) (laughs) Duh. I know. I'm so lucky. Aren't you, though? (laughs) All right. right. What's up? Story number one. Uno. Death to the liars. Do we know what a lie is nowadays? On May 25th, the Indian Bar Association filed a lawsuit. Okay. I'm just going to butcher this, so you just have to go with it. Filed a lawsuit against Dr. Sumya Swaminathan. Swaminathan. I'm going to go with Swaminathan. Okay. World Health Organization Cheap Cheap. I might be cheap. Chief scientist accusing her of causing the deaths of Indian citizens by deceiving them about ivermectin. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm trying to trying to edit this as I go because I missed a couple of things. All right. We're leaning on the Google Translate. This was in French. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, okay. The Google Translate had some fun. <clears throat> the World Health Organization scientist is accused of making mis- a misleading tweet on May 10th, 2021, against the use of ivermectin, which resulted in the state of Tamil Nadu, again, yeah, okay. removing <laughs> ivermectin from the protocol the following day. So she tweeted out, she is an Indian doctor who is the chief scientist for the World Health Organization. Okay. On May 10th, she tweeted out not to use ivermectin. So All one right. of the states in India went... We're okay. not using ivermectin. We're not using that anymore. She had decla- um, she had previously declared it as a good treatment for COVID-19. Mm-hmm. If Dr. Sumya Swaminathan is found guilty, then she could be sentenced to death or life imprisonment. I'm rooting for death. I would, too. I don't want to spend life in prison. Attorney no Dipali Oja, senior lawyer for the IBA, Indian Bar Association, okay. threatens the doctor with criminal charges for every death caused by her acts of commission and omission. The brief accused Dr. Swaminathan of wrongdoing in using her position as health authority to serve the special interests of the lucrative vaccine industry. Uh, he's got a point there. Now, here's your, here's your numbers. Okay. Ivermectin is an inexpensive drug that is prescribed as an antiparasitic. 
Okay. It has gained popularity for the prevention of COVID-19. The World Health Organization and the FDA do not approve ivermectin, but many doctors and scientists believe it is effective. Some claim that states in India that used ivermectin had much better results and significantly fewer deaths from COVID than states in India that did not use ivermectin. In the regions of Delhi, Uttar Pradesh, Uttarakhand, and Goa, cases fell by 98, 97, 94, and 86% respectively. Whoa, that's, that's in contrast, big. In contrast, Tamil Nadu, who chose not to use ivermectin, the number of cases exploded and became the highest in India. Deaths in Tamil Nadu have increased tenfold. Oh, my gracious. So uh, it's used for parasites, but still, if there are no uh, terrible symptoms that can cop by using it, however, it helps with COVID, then yeah, why wouldn't, you, why wouldn't you lo- use it? I mean, if it doesn't have any adverse effects, that would, I mean, they've been using this for many years, I'm assuming, so it's very well known, and it's boosting the immune system so people can fight this easier. Why in the world wouldn't you use it? And now having those numbers, that gives even more credence to it. In a test of over 4,000 people in India, over 3,000 took ivermectin and 1,000 did not. Okay. The results showed that 2% of people who took ivermectin had a COVID COVID case confirmed by a PCR test. 11.7% of people who did not take ivermectin had a COVID confirmed by a PCR test. Okay, so That's they, statistically significant. That's yes, a five it time is. Increase. That's five times. Yeah. The specific charges include conducting a disinformation campaign against ivermectin and posting statements on social and mainstream media to falsely influence the public against the use of ivermectin despite the existence of large amounts of this drug. It's cheap. Yeah. Clinical data showing its profound efficacy in the prevention and treatment of COVID-19. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I, that'd be hard-pressed unless they have a really good lawyer who can spin stuff around to make it where she's not going to be found not guilty. No. Here's where, here's where Christian thinking runs up against the zeitgeist, which is the current thinking uh-huh. of the world, okay? Okay. This is going to take a second, so you got to follow me here, We're gonna, but I'm gonna, I think I can make these points mesh. All right. Uh, I'm listening. <coughs> A virus that we have known since April of last year. Yes. Disproportionately affects the immune suppressed, mm-hmm. the elderly, mm-hmm. and the overweight. Yes. All right. We have known this since April of last year. Not April of this year. April yeah. of last year. Within, we, have, we have known this. Within this, two months of it. And I was and I was basically guessing this based on the data coming out of China, which we couldn't trust, in March. But by April, we had real-world data in the United States. This was an obvious thing. Yeah, all over the world. If you are not 70 years old and unhealthy, this is not killing you. It's just not. No. So with that, we closed gyms. We told people not to go outside. We told people not to take what are harmless antiviral drugs. I mean, look, hydroxychloroquine, I don't know if it works or not, but we've been prescribing it for malaria as a prophylactic for Almost 80 years. Yeah. It's safe. You it might is. feel like garbage, and some people do. There is a segment of the population, if you take it, you're just going to feel like death warmed over for a day because yeah, it jacks with yuck. your immune system. Yeah, you just feel yucky. Ivermectin but... might do the same thing. But were we told to increase vitamins? Were we told to get sunshine? Were we told to get fresh air? Were we told to clean? We weren't told any of this. We, we were, were told just, to do everything Go home against. and stay there. This was never a 
about health. This was always, and I've been saying this since March mm-hmm. of last year, this has been. always been about control. Now, how does that sync up with a Christian worldview? Christian, why am I saying these things? Because I've been looking at information and data since March of last year. Mm-hmm. Because when it comes to my health, when it comes to what I think is good, I do not, you ready for it? I do not trust the experts. I think they all lie. Because humanity is sinful and full of liars. Yes, And that's they the are. nicest way I can put it. Yes, they are. Humanity in and of itself is sinful. And therefore, given the opportunity, will protect that which it values. And Likewise. Not you. <laughs> the reason why I put every Bible verse that is planned out in my sermon mm-hmm. in the bulletin, I put all the references in the bulletin, is so people can look it up because I don't want people to take my word for it. Mm-hmm. I want people to ask questions if they have them, and I want them to double check because I don't want anybody to stand before God one day and go, well, well pastor said... Well, well, Michael said, no, you're going to have to stand before God for what you said and what you believe. Now, I'll stand before him for what I said. That's a me mm-hmm. problem. But you don't get to stand before God and go, well, pastor told me this. I'm going to throw the pastor under the bus. Mm, God's like, no, the bus ain't hanging for him right Likewise, now. Likewise, when it comes to your health, don't trust the FDA. Don't trust the CDC. Don't trust the World Health Organization. Look at the information behind it and make determinations because you know whose health is, you know who's responsible for your health? You are. Mm-hmm. Just like you're responsible for your mind, just like you're responsible for your own soul. These things matter. Christianity, I've said this for years and years and years, Christianity is a thinking religion. Yes, it is. You, you may be thinking like a child. That's okay. But you're still supposed to be thinking, evaluating to the best of your ability. The minute we stop doing that is the minute we stop thinking and acting like Christians. Now, we should take that mindset and not leave it at church. Yeah, no, uh-uh. we should apply our, that mindset to everything. We think through everything, what is good, what is right, what is noble, what is honorable, and what is trusting of God. And we look at what God promises as well as what God has, how he has ordered this world. And when we look at things that sound chaotic, that should, one, be one big big flag right there. This just sounds complicated. God is not this complicated. So you should really dig into it and find out, okay, it's not complicated. You're making it complicated. Therefore, what are you hiding? What are we lying about? What are we trying to talk around? Occam's razor is always the rule. The simplest explanation is always the best. Yes. Now, that should, again, not just be your theological stance, but that should be your philosophical stance, Mm -hmm. your epistemological stance, how you think about things and how you know things. If I I have to jump through 27 hoops to get to your answer, but I have to jump through one hoop to get to his answer. I'm going with one. His answer is better than yours. Yes, exactly. This is a a good example of that. Mm. You ready? Okay. Story number two. Dos. The most evil (laughs) thing for the planet. Okay. What do you think it is? What the most evil thing? The thing that is, is killing the mother. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to go off the rails crazy and probably be right. Cows. No. Oh, I'm not? You ready? Wow. Okay. This is a long article that I couldn't edit down as much as I would like. Okay. So it's, this, is, this is a lot to read, but the history is entertaining. So we'll, we'll just enjoy that. All right. For the past few days, this is a month old. For the past few days, a heat wave has glowered over the Pacific Northwest. That's there's your word of the day, glowered. Ooh, glowered. Forcing temperatures in the region to a record-breaking 118 degrees Fahrenheit. 
That's toasty. That is toasty. Few people in the region, neither Americans nor Canadians, have air conditioning. Stores sold out of new AC units in hours as a panicked public sought a reasonable solution to the emergency. Unfortunately, air conditioning is part of what's causing the unusual heat wave in the first place. <laughs> okay. We came close to destroying all life on Earth during the Cold War. Notice the moral equivalency that's going to get drawn here. This is good. We talk about thinking through. This is an example. We came close to destroying all life on Earth during the Cold War with the threat of nuclear annihilation. But we may have come even closer during the cooling war, when the rising number of Americans with air conditioners and a refrigerant industry that fought regulation nearly obliterated the ozone layer. We avoided that environmental catastrophe, but the fundamental problem of air conditioning has never really been resolved. Before World War II, almost Mm -hmm. no one had air conditioning at home. Besides being financially impractical and culturally odd, it was also dangerous. Chemical refrigerants like sulfur dioxide and methyl chloride filled most fridges and coolers, and leaks could kill a child, poison a hospital floor, even blow up a basement. Yes, okay. Everything changed when the invention of Freon in 1928. Non-toxic and non-explosive. Okay. That's how long Freon's been around. And so you, you saw, they were talking about in World War II. Yeah, well, which that's is, because... I'm, so it took that long for it to get yeah. there. Okay, gotcha. Non-toxic and non-explosive. That's always handy. Yes, it is. Freon was hailed as a miracle. It made the modernist skyscraper with its sealed windows and heat-absorbing materials possible. It made living in the desert possible. The small winter, res- winter resort of Phoenix, Arizona became a year-round attraction. Mm-hmm. Architecture could now ignore the local climate. Anywhere could be 65 degrees with 55% humidity. Who That's in our nation is a cooling buildings to 65 degrees? That's crackhead territory right there. Yeah. Cheap materials made boxy suburban tract housing affordable to most Americans. But the sealed up stifling design of these homes required air conditioning to keep the heat at bay. Quickly, air conditioning transitioned from a luxury to a necessity. By 1980, more than half of all U.S. homes were air conditioned. And despite millions of black Americans fleeing the violence of Jim Crow, the South saw greater in-migration than out-migration for the first time, a direct result of A.C. The American car was similarly transformed. In 1955, only 10% of American cars had air conditioning. 30 years later, it came standard. Okay. Now, there's your little history of the air conditioner. Okay, well, she's the, whoever wrote this is jumping all over history because Jim Crow was nowhere near 1980s, <laughs> first and foremost. Well, that was, but the point was you but, started to see yes. with the rise of air conditioning in the 50s People and started 60s, moving yeah. to the South, yes. Now, here's where it gets ugly. Okay. You ready? That wasn't bad enough. That was- the troubled history of air conditioning suggests not that we chuck it entirely, but that we focus on public cooling on public comfort rather than individual cooling and on individual comfort. Ensuring that the most vulnerable among the planet's human inhabitants can keep in the cool through better access to public cooling centers, shade-giving trees, safe green spaces, water infrastructure to cool, and smart design will not only enrich our cities overall, it will lower the temperature for everyone. It's far more efficient this way. To do so, we have to reorient ourselves to the meaning of air conditioning and to comfort. Privatized air conditioning survived the ozone crisis, but its power to separate by class, by race, by nation, by ability has survived as well. Comfort for some comes at the expense of the life on this planet. It's time we become more comfortable with discomfort. Our survival may depend on it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know what to say about that. Oh, I do. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I can't think of anything do that's... You, do you notice how all of these crises all have the same conclusion and the same solution? Race. No, 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 no. And saving the... Oh, you... Communism. How dare you be comfortable? Yes. Communism. Yes. How dare Give you Give up your individual, individual rights, rights, your individual freedoms, and stand with the collective and do as you are told. told. Yes. You have yeah. no need of the air conditioner. We have decided. Who are we? We are they, those who are not you. And this is probably the person <laughs> who sets their air conditioner at 65 degrees right in this thing, which is ridiculous. But... Yeah, that just that. Yeah, I thought you. I thought you. Notice how the solution again. This is where we piggyback on the first story. Yeah, the collective is the answer. Mm-hmm. No, in Christianity, the answer is the individual. individual. That Christ, while he died for a nation, he died for a kingdom, for a people. Mm-hmm. That is applicable not on the scale of the nation, but it is applicable through the individual. By reconciling the individual to God, Christ builds a kingdom of people that will be presented before God as his people. But it is done on the individual basis, which is why we've made a big deal the last few weeks of talking about religion and ritual in Christianity, because it's important. Mm -hmm. But that does not operate at the expense of relationship. No, it doesn't. The ritual and the religion is meant to build your relationship. Relationship. Yeah. The world system stands opposed to that. They yeah. don't want you to think for yourself because if you think for yourself, you might come up with a different idea. Yeah. And that's how Christianity has always spread. Christianity has not spread by Billy Graham crusades throughout history. Mm-mm. It is not spread because Paul proclaimed to the masses and they all in mass came running through. That was Peter's work in the early church. But if you'll notice... Once you get past that, appoint elders, mm-hmm. do the work, care for widows and orphans, teach rightly, disciple. It becomes very much centered back into the small group, onto the individual relationships very, very quickly. Yes, the it does. world comes along and goes, no. You have to think of everybody, yes. not just one or two. Because but by if everybody that, thought of one or two, everybody would be covered. See, and this this piggybacks in the story Lou and I talked about yesterday with the um, the uh, the Church of England, the uh, okay. the Anglicans. I keep on calling me Episcopalians, but the that's the American portion. The Church of England, where we don't want to sing hymns that are too preachy, because we want them to be inspiring and inviting. In other words, eliminate all that theology stuff so that people who don't believe in your theology stuff aren't offended. Sorry. Means think of think of yourself as a member of humanity. Christianity comes along and says, "No, I don't think of myself as the larger member of humanity. I think of myself as a larger member of God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And my standing in that kingdom is influenced by and solidified not by the kingdom work, but by my kingdom work. Yes. He who perseveres to the end will be saved. He who walks faithfully to the end. In other words, all the rest of you can jump off a cliff. If I walk faithfully through, faithfully through the valley of the shadow of death, I will come out to the other side unscathed because God is with me. Exactly. Regardless of what you people do. It's countercultural. It is. It's countercultural. And they are pushing for cultural, not... Well, they want cultural hegemony because, again, if I can, get you, if I can make you special, just like everybody else... 
then you'll give up your stuff. This goes again. Why do we not want the ivermectin? Why do we not want the hydroxychloroquine? Why do we want super duper expensive vaccines where Pfizer is already talking about they're going to sell another $34 billion worth of vaccine, which, by the way, Israeli data and UK data in the United States data is already showing vaccines don't work. Yeah. They're already showing failure in them. Why do we want that? Because that gets you to go along. Mm-hmm. That's what the mask was about. That's what the shutdown was about. That's what the vaccine's about. That's what the evils of air conditioning. That's why periodically they're always, they're going to bring out what? Like three times last year, they brought national stories. Maybe it's time to eat the bugs. You know, like the cicadas are going to start popping out again because we're into yeah. that cycle. Yeah. And there's going to be 27 stories on how you can cook them to make them delicious. Like, why do I need to eat the bugs? Because they're cheap and it's dehumanizing. And now we can control you better. Yeah. Because when government forgets God, government seeks to become God, and it wants to rule every aspect of your life. I'm not saying you should go start shooting your government, but what I am saying is, Christian, you have to think through not just the what of your what you're being told, but the why. Yes. Square it with your worldview, because if you don't, you sit there and go— It doesn't make any sense. You know, I could have my house at 85 degrees in the summer, and it would be okay, and I'll get a little kiddie pool, and if I get too hot, I can go down to the local community center. And that, See, that might work great if you're in you know, like a 27-story apartment building. Yeah. But when you live out in the rest of the world, all these that urban that's that's the problem is everybody who lives in an urban center thinks that's how everybody else lives. Mm-hmm. And it's the same problem we have with all the world today is everybody today with a smartphone thinks people 40 years ago or even 20 years ago aren't as smart as they are because they have everything in their hand, a smartphone, yet you take that smartphone away, let the battery run out one time, and they don't know what to do with themselves. Because again, so the reason they, they assume think anything the, before them was the dumb and ignorant. The reason they think everyone lives like that is because they think everyone should. should. And the minute you start getting them making decisions for you is the minute you're no longer thinking, evaluating, and mm-hmm. determining what is good and right. Christian responsibility is what? No. That's not good for my family. As mm-hmm. for me and my house, we will, will serve, serve the, the Lord. Lord. Yes. That's, actually, that's something I've been thinking about in the last two or three weeks is kind of my wrongly perspective of how I've been looking at how we live is I always feel like it doesn't feel right because I went to school, I did work, I worked nine to five, seven to three because I was a school teacher or seven to four because I was a school teacher. And then now that I'm at home, it's like I feel out of place because I should be doing this. And then I was sat down one time and I actually thought about it. A hundred years ago in the 1920s, my, grandparent, my grandmother, she worked from the home all day long. My great-grandmother's worked from home all day long and I'm going and everyone that they knew did the same and all the people that at church and the founders of my church and going back women worked from home and it wasn't odd for them to I'm gonna go have lunch and then I'm gonna take a little 30 minute nap and then I'm gonna go wash the dishes and then carry on with whatever else needs to be done that was normal this whole I'm stuck in the house or I'm stuck at a job feeling like I'm at home wasting time because I'm not doing what the world says I should be doing. I've realized I had to get my thinking straight and it's taken years, but well, I'm you're, you're ready to blow your I'm thinking's mind. It. Oh no. I'm just getting it straightened out and believe me, it's still got a lot of curves and twists in it. But anyway, okay. One more. Number three. Racism is a foot. It's a foot? Yes. Well, not a, not a foot, but a foot. <laughs> Sorry, my foot was itching. When you said that, I was like, wait, it's a foot. Wait a minute, what? Okay, racism is a foot. All right, here we go again. You ready? It, I didn't think it ever left, according to these people. Oh, wait, we, found, we have found a new source of racism. You can't find new sources if oh, it's always been there. We just did. Okay. It's here. You All ready? Right. All right, what is it? Using crowdsourced data from 
smack my microphone, from home (laughs) air quality monitors, scientists found that vulnerable people and communities of color are disproportionately exposed to air pollution from firework celebrations. It's no secret that fireworks can cause some serious air pollution. In the United States, as well as in other countries where holiday displays are common, like China and India. But not everyone is equally at risk from the noxious particles that suffuse the sky during our pyrotechnic light shows. Someone got out their thesaurus for this. Yes, they did. In California, for example, vulnerable populations are more exposed to fireworks pollution on the 4th of July. That's one day. That's according to a recent study published in the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health. Probably like eight people read that and they think they're important. Yep. They had a study on air pollution exposure across the state due to Independence Day fireworks. At its peak, the smoke from these events can be comparable to that from wildfires, the study found. I call shenanigans. I do, too. Were they in the fireworks themselves? Of course, if you're in it, they go off in the air up above. And by the time it gets to you, they've already They listened to Katy Perry, okay? They took her seriously, and they became... They were one with the fireworks. There you go. Yeah. So they all snuck... They were over there huffing fireworks, and they got this idea. The authors also showed that fireworks smoke may be creating an additional, albeit short-term, health risk for communities already disproportionately burdened by air pollution. Urban ones with higher rates of asthma, more older residents, and a greater percentage of children under 10. These areas also tended to have more black and Hispanic residents than those with less 4th of July air pollution. See, fireworks are racist because people have them near towns, and then the smoke billows over the towns, and it makes people with asthma have a bad afternoon. Thus racism. Yeah, thus racism. I mean, duh. Okay. See, just when you think you can't find something else stupid, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Now, why? Because, again, if I can get you to forsake your celebration. You'll forget about Fourth of July because nobody, yeah, it's Independence Day. Now I've got you a little bit closer to the collective. I've got you now living your life in fear of what you might potentially, maybe possibly do to someone else. You can't live that way. No, not only can you not live that way. No society can survive like that because no. we'll all be afraid to like squish a cricket or something and be like, that could have been my dinner. I mean, no, you can't live like no, this. No, you cannot. You cannot. Well, I'll, well, it just goes, and, it pushes back into big pharma because they're looking for getting on your anti-anxiety medication because you're always worried. But this is worse because mm-hmm. where does this mindset move the problem? Where does it move? According it? so, according to that article, mm-hmm. where is sin? Oh, it's this the the outside is what you do. No, it's not. Oh, it's not. No, it's not. Sin is no longer defined by even by what I do. Sin is defined by how what I do or how what I what yeah, I did. <laughs> how what I did. Thank you. The word was not coming to me. Sin is now defined by how what I did affected that person over there. Gotcha. See the uh, the action. So your feelings determine how, is, is what how determines the sin. Not what? my feelings. Someone else's feelings. Yeah. Not, not like like. The, so your yeah. feelings would determine whether or not I have sinned. sinned. 
And they can even use the word sin. It's not even their concept. Agreed, but I'm but I'm distilling wow. it down. Yeah. My That's, actions are evil, not because of any inherent value to my actions, not because of any inherent uh, motivation behind my actions, but, be, but based upon the good or ill of my actions are now determined by how they make the collective feel. That is the death of objective truth. Yes, it is. Without objective truth, we have no gospel. Without no. objective truth, we cannot rightly define the problem. Because see, Christianity says, I don't care how my actions made you feel. That may be a bad thing. I don't even care what the action is. What Christianity cares about is, why did you do it? Mm-hmm. That's where sin is located. It's in the why. It's not even in the... Because that's why, that's why Mormons are the nicest people you ever meet. Because for decades, Mormons have defined sin as an outward action. Yeah. You can think it all you want, but don't act on it. Yeah, don't do it. Now, biblical Christianity says, no, that's not how this works. Sin is defined not by did you sleep with the neighbor lady. Did you think about it? But were you lusting uh-huh. after her? It's it your desires. It's your mindset. It's what you want. Your motivations are what determine your sinfulness. Now, sinful motivations, by definition, will lead to sinful actions. Yes. Non-sinful motivations will not necessarily lead to non-sinful actions, but it's a better start. Mm -hmm. And at least then we can hash out and understand what's going on and what went wrong. Because that's the assumption, is if you started with a good idea and we had a bad execution, we can fix what went wrong, thereby making life better for everyone. everyone. But when we will eliminate that, we don't have any more good ideas. We have to start with outcomes and reverse engineer. You can't function like that. Uh-uh. You just flat out can't. No. This has moved the problem from the internal to the external based on the internal of someone else. You can't live like that. No. Fireworks aren't racist because a black community had some smoke because a community four miles away had fireworks. That's just dumb. Yeah. What it says is they're more valuable because they were harmed. You're less value because you had fireworks. See, that doesn't even make sense. What no, it's, it doesn't. Again, what it's saying is I get, determined to get to determine your sin and you get to determine my sin. Now, here's the problem with that. Who wins? Uh, nobody. Somebody's one, going well, to. Well, the one who yells the loudest and puts out the biggest fuss. No. No? The one who the God of this age sides with. See, this is, oh, why, this is why communism gotcha. and socialism always turns into totalitarianism. Because in order to ensure equality of outcome, someone has to be there to do the ensuring. Mm-hmm. And since we've cast off God with this stupid system, it becomes who? The government. Ding, 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 ding. The government ding. becomes God. <clears throat> Welcome to why you don't need air conditioning. Welcome to why you need to take this vaccine and not do anything to make your health better because we know what's best because... We're the government, and we're here to help. There it is. <laughs> there it is. We're the government, and we're here to help. So, what have we learned here today, children? We must stand for and value the truth above all else. Yes. I'm on record. You ready? I'm going on record again. If that Indian doctor is guilty of what she's accused of, mm-hmm. they should execute her on live television in prime time as an example to the rest. Truth Matters. matters. Yes. She, yes. For we every. do not need to create boogeymen. No, there's enough of there's them an, already. Exactly. There's enough. Don't. And don't. the heart of the problem is the problem of, of, of the, heart. the heart. Yes, it is. Questions, comments, complaints, send them to info at practicaltheologyministries.com. If there's a story that we have missed, send it in. We will try to think through it from a Christian perspective. 
Keep up the good work, Christians. This is how we persevere in this world, by doing what is right in the sight of God, not caring about what they say, not caring about where they lead, but holding firm until the end. So until we meet again, read your Bible. It'll do you good. Bye. Bye.